0: hello everybody this is christian Rimamorti, and this
1: is the cc show and i am here with Claudio j alvarez and today we're gonna keep talking about the last episode on topic thanksgiving so chris let me ask you this what were your plans for thanksgiving uh my plans for this thanksgiving
0: uh i got a cousin in dallas texas and he has been currently, he's working for Verizon, and uh, he's been grinding. He's absolutely smashing it, he's working as hard as humanly possible. So we're going to go over to Dallas and, like, show him support. You know, we family. We stick around for each other. Uh, yeah.
1: So, Claudio, you got any plans
0: for this Thanksgiving?
1: Um, I'm going back down to Miami since my mother, my brother, and all my mother's side lives in Miami. I'm just going to spend the week with them, you know. My other cousin that is also in college playing tennis is also coming down. So it's just a really big family reunion. And honestly, I'm really looking forward to this next Thanksgiving that is happening in that little amount of time.
0: Yes, sir. It's always a great time when you're spending time with family, especially when you when you're helping each other out. It's always a great feeling.
1: Yeah, man. And you know what? That reminds me of our beautiful topic, the Roman Empire. Back in I remember that back in the day. What I used to hear in my history class, the warriors of the Roman Empire would, would treat each other like they're just a big brotherhood. They would just treat each other like they were their own blood and they would look out for each other in the deepest of the situations that they would encounter little by little. Absolutely.
0: Back in those days when my history teacher talked about the Roman Empire, one of the main points they covered was the camaraderie and brotherhood between the soldiers, especially when the, when you go through so much vigorous training, you know, going through all these massive battles, these massive just march, these long marches, long hauls, you know, it's really, your, it's really the soldiers next to you you depend on the most. You're dependent on your commander, your brothers in the army, and your comrades to keep you safe. So as you might imagine, you would obviously build a very strong bond with
1: those people. And those strong bonds could also transfer to their families. There was some warriors like there were some warriors that would probably look out for the other warriors' family at some point if they they passed away in at war. There would be families that would be taken care of by other soldiers, so those families would never be a
0: Absolutely. As we see in today's society, um, it's always a great, happy feeling when you see the veterans returning to their houses. They're greeted with, love, with hugs from their loved ones so when they get back home from fighting their wars, their battles. They come home alive and well. It's always such a warm feeling to see. And going back to what you said on Roman soldiers taking care of other people of their comrades' families, it's always such a beautiful thing to see. Just brothers taking after their families even if they're not their own,
1: and as you mentioned that, we can say that in the modern world, we can see that too. With like maybe a really a really close family, or really two close families. Like for example, my family and and some of our family friends, we look up, we look out for each other. I know there's this um old lady that is like really close to my mom, and she visits her like every week, even though they're not related by blood. Yeah. And they just visit each other, their support for each other. You know, season of Thanksgiving is already around the corner, and you gotta be thankful for those things, man. Exactly.
0: Before moving here to Tallahassee back in Michigan, My family was friends with this other family, and we would come around, visit them, talk with them, hang out with them for a very, for each and nearly each and every Christmas and Thanksgiving and every other holiday we had with them. I grew so close with those, like, with those family and their children, you know. Oh, man. It felt like they were my brothers themselves, and I, I kind of missed them, you know, ever since coming to Florida, but, you know, it's life, you know, you gotta, you gotta take the bad with the good, you know, you got, you got, fr- you got, you got any close friends you consider family, like, more than friends?
1: I do, I really have a good amount of friends, not a good amount, but. I have close friends that I really miss with, you know, because I bonded with them. They saw me in various situations. And if I'm honest with you, I do consider them family because of what we've all gone through together. And I would have loved to, like, I would love to, like, enjoy Thanksgiving with them or at least a day of this break.
0: Absolutely. It's really those shared experiences, the mutual support, you know, the reliability, the trust, the commitment, the communication, the emotional intimacy. It's all that combined into one loving bond between you and that other person. Now, going back to what we were talking about at the Roman military, we were just talking about camaraderie between those men and their Let's talk about their conquests, Uh their or their tactics. I suppose the Roman military relied solely on heavily disciplined formations, such as the famous Roman legion. I don't know if you've heard of it, but these men fought in close formation, relying on each other for protection and support, much like you see in the movie Three Hundred. For all those who have seen it. And that created a strong sense of interdependence. And it's sort of similar to what we have nowadays. You know, we have certain squads in the military, I suppose, that like cover one another, you know, covering fire, that sort of thing. I don't know much about military tactics, but, you know, it kind of
1: reminds me of that. And, you know, I feel like because of those close formations and, you know, having to learn them together and going through the process of, you know, learning them, if you mess up, you probably would get beat up back in the day. I feel like that really connects people because that's a, that's a way of just saying we're going through the same so we understand each other better than nobody else. And I feel like... Back in the day, that would help a lot with the armies that would make um soldiers understand themselves with each other, making it a, a more rough formation to break it.
0: Yeah. So especially the training from back then, to today's training, it was a lot more harsh back in those days. You would have to march for hours and hours and hours, even days without rest. Very minimal food and water. Um, the formations and tactics of today's of today's military are usually a bit more dispersed and flexible. They're usually adapting to needs, specific needs of each and every mission. Small units usually are able to operate a bit more independently and more asymmetric warfare or asymmetric in warfare. Uh, while the Roman military was usually known for like close, tight, unbendable formations. Uh, for example, the tortoise formation, it provided protection against, like, ballistas and all that sort of thing. Um, One of the other things that's a massive difference between our military and the military back then is, well, communications. You know, we have radios, uh, yeah, radios, satellites, encrypted systems, while the Romans, they had visual signals, horns and shouting commands. Yeah, it's a bit more chaotic back in the day, obviously.
1: But yeah. I think that because of those, you know, tough signals for them to learn or like receive, I feel like their senses will also get more developed since they would be forced to hear the shouting to like, even if we're in the back of the lines, they will have to still listen to them somehow and figure out how or what to do, which I feel like it was beneficial for the for those armies back in the day. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the soldiers,
0: let's talk about the average Roman soldier. Um. So usually the average life expectancy of a soldier varied about a couple of factors, including the time period, their social status, their health conditions, and the specific circumstances of their military service, obviously. Um, during the heights of the Roman Empire, which is often considered to be from the 1st century BCE to the 2nd century CE, Life expectancy at birth was generally lower than it is in the modern times because more violence back then. So scholars estimate that the life expectancy back then was around twenty-five to thirty-five years old. So not very they're not gonna last very long in the army. So don't join the army if you wanna <laughs> survive in the <laughs> Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. Um so, one of the biggest obstacles Romans had to face during their times of conquest, their wars, all that, was their access to clean water. So, usually their battles were fought in, like, mm, northern or in the middle of Europe. And, you know, the you get the Punic Wars, so that's of the seas, all that, but during their time in their military conquests, access to clean water was very, very difficult because there is a lot of waterborne diseases and they obviously did not have water filters back then. And <clears throat> well, piggybacking off of that, the diet of a Roman soldier would be pretty light because, you know, well, you know, they're living off the land, you know, harvesting whatever fruits, whatever grains, vegetables they can find off of, like, farms they conquer and pillage and villages they raid. And, you know, from time to time, they would stumble upon a cow or two, or like an animal. And, you know, from that, they can get their meats. <sighs> Uh, so yeah, healthcare was a very big concern back then. Uh, considering their advanced engineering and architectural achievements, uh, yeah, those were engineering and architecture were just up there, while their healthcare wasn't just so good. Was just, wasn't as good as that. So diseases, injuries, and infections, and were just very commonplace especially with how limited medical treatments were. Uh, Yeah, they were a real killer back then.
1: And talking about how they would get food, you see how like now regularly we just got to go to the shop, you know, like go to CVS, go to Walmart, go to Publix. and we can just buy our food and that's it. Back then obviously they wouldn't have no malls, they wouldn't have no big centers, they would just have the markets. And you know, the market people, it wouldn't be like a Walmart today that they just get shipped what they what they need, like meat or let's say beans or fruits. Markets back in the day, they would have to Get their own stuff and sell it for themselves. There would be no intermediate. There would be no nothing. It was just you and your little market on the street. And if you didn't get enough money, that would be your fault. Exactly. No Uber
0: east No DoorDash. No Grubhub. <laughs> no, no gift cards. <clears throat> you're you're screwed if you don't have the money. If you can't get to the food, if your legs uh if your legs don't work, you you're done for. So. Piggybacking off of that, doctors from from today's time, in today's society, and medical treatments are a lot better comparatively to Roman society. So in today's society, we get the, you know, we get our vaccines, we get our flu shots, we get our cold shots and all that. Um And we also get medicine treatments for whatever ails us. You know, we got antibiotics. We got uh, cold medicine. We have heat patches. And, you know, if we have back pain, we got Bengay for muscle pain. Uh, Obviously, Romans did not get any of that. They were very, very, very restricted on what medical treatments they could get, which made life expensive life expectancy very low for their time,
1: and very but the life expectancy it would it the life expectancy would be low be for the people that could not afford it because if we think about it there was still capitalism so people that had money would still be able to take care of themselves and their families while people that were lower class and people that were peasants they will not be able to afford it. So they will just, you know, they would just pass away, die from an illness, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like how life is today. Because medicine here is still really expensive. You still got to pay your medical bills to receive all these treatments from the medical teams, the doctors, you know, your pharmacies. You still got to pay your bills. And if you don't, if you can't afford it, There's some programs, there's some deals, if you want to call them that, that will get them to you for free, but still not enough for you to survive completely, some of them. Absolutely. So speaking of money,
0: let's talk about the social status in Roman Empire. So we got senators, and this class was the very, very highest political class in Roman societies. They're usually very, very wealthy. They have a lot of power. They got membership in the Senate, which gives them uh, a lot of control of what the country does. Then you got the equestrarians. Uh, That class is just below the senator class. They are often wealthy landowners, businessmen, and, you know, sometimes military officers. And then below that you have the commoners, the plebeians, the the average young of the Roman society. <clears throat> the plebeians contributed for the vast majority of the Roman population. It has a wide range of individuals, from wealthy merchants to poor farmers and laborers. They had some political power, some political rights, but their status was usually lower. Then senators and the equestrians, below the plebeians, you had the freemen. The freemen were individuals who had been slaves but were granted their freedom. And while they were free, their social status was still considered lower than that of a freeborn citizen. You know the plebeian, and I mean some of them were became successful in business or other endeavors. They commute. Accumulated wealth, but for the majority of them, they were still looked below the commoners. Below the freedmen, you'd have, well, slaves. You know, this is the BC times, and slavery is common back in those days, and it was widespread in the Roman Empire as well. Slaves had no rights, no property, no money, and they were usually owned by individuals, households, and the state, and used for various purposes, including agricultural work. And then you got the non-citizens. They were even lower than slaves. They had nothing.
1: Since you talk about the social classes, we can kind of compare it to to the world nowadays. Since we basically have business all these bosses, from like CEOs, mm-hmm. all those people that are important in our society, they get a lot of money. So, they're nine to five you see that they struggle to keep up with these people. So you can, since, you know, not everybody can afford the same kind of things. This episode is going to end because I got a social um, to attend for my organization. So I guess we'll see y'all in the next episode. This is Mario J. Alvarez. And this is Christian Ramamorthy. And this is the end of this episode. I hope you all have a great rest of the day and keep up for the next episode.
0: Goodbye. Bye.